Welcome to the Boss Ladies Podcast. I'm Olivia Wary, and as a young female working in the industry of technology, I'm constantly struggling to find my voice and overcome challenges thrown my way. I've decided to have conversations with boss ladies in every industry to hear how they do it. Boss Ladies is intended to inspire women and men of all ages to overcome their fears, explore moonshot thinking, speak up for who they are and what they believe in, and move up in their respective industries. Every day we are faced with challenges, so it is my intention to empower you to get the advice you need by interviewing top executives who have been through it all. I want to talk a little bit about the restaurant industry, which has had, which has taken a huge hit from everything that's happened. You know, people can't go in restaurants. Slowly, they've been able to open up. And obviously, a lot of them have to pivot their strategies to allow for takeout. Now, some of them can do outdoor seating, which is awesome. And the guest that I'm going to bring on today is going to talk a little about this. Her name is Alexa Matthews, and she is the influencer behind Eating NYC. So if you don't follow her already, you should go check her out at Eating NYC. And she she does a lot of awesome things aside from going to different restaurants and trying their food and, and telling us about it and re- making recommendations. She also has an awesome feature called Street Talks, where she actually goes into the restaurants and works with the chefs to actually cook some of their you know, amazing, delicious meals that they put in front of us. I'm really excited to bring her on. And, you know, we talk a little bit in this episode about the impact that that she's seen on the restaurant industry that COVID has had. So it's kind of cool to hear her perspective, especially since so much of her day-to-day was going from restaurant to restaurant. So with that, I bring you guys Alexa Matthews. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. Excited to chat. So, you know, to start, like, I'd love to hear how you got interested in starting Eating NYC and what sort of inspired you and honestly, when you started it, because Instagram started in 2010. And I feel like you're one of the the first influencers. Yeah, well, I didn't even know it started in 2010. That's so funny. (laughs) So I started Eating NYC in 2014. So it was a few a month after I graduated college and I was at my first job, which was a lifestyle website called Guest of the Guest. And I started writing about restaurants, loved it, and then started the Instagram account just as a hobby kind of to complement the work that I was doing. Very cool. So then what did you like start posting about and how did you start to gain a following? And was it a slow accumulation or did it just all of a sudden one day you woke up and you know you had a ton of followers? Um, yeah, so I would post about the restaurants that I was writing about, um, which most often was new restaurants that I just opened in New York. And definitely wasn't an instant growth. It was definitely organic. And obviously, I started my account before Instagram changed its algorithm, which I think was very favorable for people who are starting accounts, obviously that. And of course, the space wasn't as saturated. So um, it was much easier, I think, to grow at that time. But it was still definitely an organic growth. There wasn't any sort of event or post that made the account blow up. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it's, it's definitely, like you said, changed a ton. So how have you had to adapt your strategy, you know, with the constant changing and updates that Instagram makes? And just as, as you said, just adapting and um, keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, realizing that everyone who started their Instagram account 
you know, around the same time as me is in the same boat. And, um, you know, that's kind of the world of social media is just always um, pivoting and keeping up with the new trends and things like that. Totally. I have to say I am obsessed with street talks, which is something that I think you started what within the last year? Thanks. <laughs> uh, yes, a little over a year ago. Awesome. And what sort of inspired that? And then can you also tell us a little bit about what goes into shooting those episodes and a day in the life almost? Sure. Yes. So I had the idea for street talk for quite a while. The first iteration I had was to eat pizza with chefs at their favorite slice shop. Um, so I kind of had been toying around with the idea of like a talk show type of thing. And I reached out to some media outlets because I realized if I was going to do something a little bit bigger, I wanted to partner with somewhere that would also be showcasing the restaurant and also needed someone to help me film and put it together. So, you know, we're pretty strappy, but um, so I partnered with Purewow and um, it's been great. I mean, it's been a really awesome opportunity for me to get in the kitchen, meet chefs, and it's been a really great way for my followers too to similarly get behind the scenes and go beyond your typical content of sharing, you know, just a pretty photo. Totally. And do you enjoy the eating of the food more or the cooking of the food more? <laughs> Definitely the eating. I've been doing so much cooking and quarantine and cleaning that I really appreciate the act of sitting at a restaurant and being served food. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, I the, the cleaning, I think, is really the, the, the thing that gets you is you cook these great meals and then you're like, shoot, now I have to go in the kitchen and... Exactly. I mean, it's so fun, but it's eating out is definitely a treat that I'm excited to go back to. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So what is your favorite thing about being an influencer, especially in the food space? I feel like it's very unique and different than, you know, just being an influencer in a more generalized way. It's about the people. I think the people who work in the food industry are really, really awesome and really nice. And just, you know, having some special advantages, like being able to go to a restaurant right when it opens or having the opportunity to get a behind the scenes look or preview before anyone else does. Um, I think those perks are really, really fun and special to me, especially because of course I love eating out so much. So it's really cool that I get to kind of have a VIP access to all that. Definitely. Do you feel like the the space is collaborative or do you feel like it's very competitive? Like what is it what is it sort of like? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. I think in general everyone is super, super nice and generous and kind and I feel really fortunate to be working in an industry filled with so many great people. I do think though that the Food Instagram space, as with any influencer space, is very saturated. And as more people kind of transition into doing blogging as a full-time job, um, of course, with that nature, things become a little bit more competitive. But generally, I would say it's it's not a competitive space. I'm curious, like, whether it it's a chef or whether it's someone else that's in the the same space as you 
like who is sort of your role model and who sort of inspires you as you continue to to develop such awesome content? I definitely wouldn't say that I have a role model. I think it's Instagram is such a new space and what I do is so new and niche that I would say take inspiration from everyone in the space and what they're doing, whether it's TikToker or fashion blogger. Um, I wouldn't say I have like one particular person that I look to. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like, like you said, it's it's such an interesting and, and cool space that it's easy to get ideas from from all of those around you. And also, I think you've done a really good job of of really creating a unique brand and a unique profile with merch. And again, the street talks, like I said, I'm obsessed with those because it's so cool to to sort of follow you behind the scenes and, and watch you make some of those awesome recipes that we get to eat. So I want to shift topics a little bit because obviously, you know, we're in kind of an interesting time right now, especially with regards to the restaurant industry. But I've loved how you've adapted and started to create recipes like, you know, at Carbone, how they serve the the spicy what's it called? The pen, the spicy penne Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. And the tuna tartare you've made, like, can you tell us a little bit about, about that and, and other ways you've sort of adapted given what's going on? Yeah. So, um, you know, when all this started, I think I was honestly, like, I'm sure everyone else was like in a true state of shock. And I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Um, and I, honestly was just not accepting of what was happening. Like I told myself it was just two weeks and then it was just a month. And I was totally naive to the whole situation, to be honest. I just didn't want to accept the reality we were in. But of course, you know, two weeks in, I realized that this is, we were kind of going to be in this for a while. And I had to, you know, really take a step back and think about what my purpose is and what I can best be doing at this time to serve my audience. Because of course I can't be dining at new restaurants and, you know, taking them with me and things like that. So of course my natural instinct was to go and promote restaurants doing delivery and takeout. And then from there, you know, I was naturally doing so much more cooking and um, decided to start um, recreating restaurant recipes because, of course, ordering in can get very, very expensive. And then I would say, so I started that, and then I started doing actually a lot more giveaways. So I've been doing giveaways pretty much every Friday, which has been great. I usually just don't do them that much, but um, or before this I didn't, but I think they've been a really, really great way to you know, support local restaurants, get them more followers, bring them attention. Um, and then, of course, just make people happy, you know, give them a chance to win something for free and get people excited or have them tag their friends and connect with a friend. Um, so I've really seen the benefits of that kind of going really far. So that's something that I've integrated pretty much weekly now that has been really great. I think that's awesome. And I have to say, I'm um, a fan of the dessert uh, focused giveaways. So the oh, the magnolia, the, the dough. Um, we I actually had Kristen Tomlin on the show um, in the past. She's awesome. I saw that. Yeah, yeah she's awesome. She's really nice. So um, yeah, those have been really great. And, you know, I'm seeing people getting excited and it's just another way to connect with people during this time. So that's probably something I'll continue doing even post 
quarantine or whatever we're calling it now. <laughs> That's awesome. What are some of the positive changes? I know Instagram we talked about has changed a lot, but what are some of the ones like the changes they've made that you feel are more positive throughout your time on the platform? I would say, um, I mean, stories, like I cannot imagine how Instagram even existed without the use of stories. That's definitely changed the game. Um, other than that, can't, can't say much has been positive. <laughs> I think um, I'm not a fan of the non-chronological timeline. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either, to be honest. Yeah. Lots of thoughts on Instagram and some of the decisions they've made. Um, I guess one of my next questions, and I'm not sure the best way to phrase it, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts around the differences between being a female influencer versus being a male influencer. And if you see any discrepancies or differences or challenges not really. I mean, the one thing I would say is Instagram is definitely geared more towards women, as I think is the case for all social media. Um, so I would probably anticipate that it, there may be more challenges as a male. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say I kind of have seen similar trends. Yeah, and just because it's not that I don't want to call it feminine, but you know, getting pretty taking a picture, like there's something like kind of girly about it, like you don't see even in real life guys getting together for a picture as much as girls it's just definitely more female here for whatever reason yeah no that that I would agree with that for sure if you hadn't like gone into this space and had had sort of this Instagram take off what other options were you considering for your career Were, were you always interested in staying in the food space um so yeah once I started and I see I decided I wanted to work in hospitality. So I probably would have stayed in the industry in some capacity doing marketing or social media just without an Instagram account. <laughs> that makes sense. And do you feel like, obviously, in New York City, you have a huge presence and it's cool to also follow your journey when you go to Miami and to other awesome restaurant hub locations do you have any interest of, you know, expanding beyond NYC and, and even going global or anything like that? I think eating NYC is always going to be my main kind of focus just because I am and always will be in NYC and just plan to take people around with me wherever I go and create restaurant lists and guides to the other cities that I visit to help people for when they travel there. And you grew up in New York City, right? Right. Yeah. So I feel like you must have a a, a sweet spot just like I do and my brother does um and you know yeah that's so kind of like I know I'm gonna be here forever yeah so so it's gonna be on my seat focus agreed and you know I'm I'm interested and and I'm curious if you have any thoughts on this but I'm interested to see sort of how the restaurant space is going to change once you know we there is a vaccine and and we are able to return to some sort of full normalcy you know maybe there'll there will be some some positive changes that come from this. I hope so. I mean, I'm just really um, worried about the restaurants that aren't going to make it through this. I mean, it seems like since yesterday, it's been overwhelmingly positive between all the restaurants that have reopened and the streets packed with people. So it's definitely a promising start. 
Agreed. And we, um, so right now I've mentioned I'm in Cape Cod um, and they've started, I think we're in phase two, getting ready maybe for phase three to come soon. And, you know, we've started, like my family went out to dinner Saturday night and now I think they're actually about to allow people back inside of restaurants. So that's super exciting. I think that's going to be the case um, out here on Wednesday. That's awesome. I feel like uh, I miss going inside of a restaurant, sitting at the table. It's just... And it's just honestly something to do. Like, you know, when you're home so much, there's no beginning and there's no end. And, you know, to like time activities, but going out, the dinner is such an activity. So it's um, really great. Do you have any advice that you would give to like someone who is interested in, in, you know, either entering the food space in whatever capacity that means or starting to grow their Instagram? Um, yeah, I would say if you want to enter the food space in general, doing marketing or PR or something like that, which is what most people do when they still want to start out, um, I would definitely recommend taking the time to do that and working at an agency, however big or small. That's what I did once I transitioned into hospitality. And it's really like kind of a training program and intro to the industry. So I think whatever path you take um, starting at an agency is a great place to start because you learn a lot of basic skills, you know, anything from client management to working with a different range of clients and learning you know, kind of where your interests lie and what direction you want to go in. So I would definitely recommend starting off there. And it's definitely helped me so much coming from a restaurant industry background, you know, sets me apart from all the other influencers in the space, just because I do have an understanding of the industry and how it works and what's kind of feasible for restaurants. You know, I was sitting in that PR position myself. So when I get invited to a restaurant or if a brand approaches me, I kind of understand the position they're in. So it's definitely um, helped me a lot in terms of my own business now. And for people looking to start, you know, an Instagram account or blog, I would definitely say, um, you know, the most important things, I think there are three things that I always say when people ask me this question. The first one is to really know what you're serving your audience, really have a mission, a niche, and stick to it so people know what to expect when they come to your page. Of course, keep it fresh too, but you know, have a specific goal in mind with everything that you do. Two, I would say to post great quality content consistently. So if you don't have something great to post, don't post anything. But at the same time, don't go too long without posting. So it's... um. Definitely a little bit of a catch-22, but really important, especially, again, with the algorithm. I think you have to be um, really posting great stuff because if you're not, it's just going to fall and you're going to lose engagement. And then the third kind of tying into um, engagement and the importance of that is, of course, to engage with your followers and um, kind of keep them, you know, close by to you and respond to them and develop relationships with them because that's really your community and that's um, the value of the brand that you build are really lies within those relationships. So it definitely takes time to respond to someone's comment or DM or even like it. I think makes a huge difference and goes a long way. I definitely would agree with that. I think the engagement, like you just talked about, like being someone on the other side of that, it feels so special when someone 
um, like you as an influencer will respond to, to something that you DM them or a response you have to their story. It's, it's cool. You, you, you're like, Oh my God, it's a famous person. And they're responding to me. (laughs) I mean, it definitely makes a difference. And I think that's, you know, a lot of your brand value is in the value of your followers and how much they trust you. And if you don't ever speak with them or engage them directly, it's, um, definitely becomes harder to do that. Definitely. Can you walk us through like what a typical day in the life is? And and let's jump back before Corona, because obviously that that's kind of different and crazy. But I, I would love to hear what your day to day looks like. Yeah, I mean, every day is totally different. And that's kind of the beauty and excitement of what I do is that I get to make my own schedule and run my days how I like to. Um, that being said, usually I'm doing a lot of running around, going from meetings to restaurants, to events, to a photo shoot. It's kind of like a nonstop sort of thing that if I need a day to kind of step back and be home, I can do that too. And I, you know, would usually spend a lot of my mornings and nights doing emails on like your regular office work. And I would say out most of the day, just because that's when there's the most action. But yeah, every day is very different. And, um, a lot of walking, a lot of subways, but it's um, it's fun and it's definitely been really weird to step back and be indoors where I find myself pacing around the house to get my steps in. So. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That's, it's definitely a, a change. It's a weird transition. Yeah. yeah. Are you usually hitting like multiple restaurants in one day or is it like one a day? Um, it depends on my schedule and who I'm with, but sometimes it'll be multiple in a day if I have, you know, that set up that way. If I'm with my photographer, if I'm meeting other food bloggers, maybe we'd go to a few places in a day, but it really depends on the day or the week, I would say. Yeah. So my last question, and I love to ask this on every one of my episodes, just because I feel like women don't brag about themselves enough, but you know, what do you feel is one of your greatest accomplishments so far? The first one that comes to mind is when I was listed in Adweek's top 30 people in food in 2016. And I was on an awesome list with Anthony Bourdain and all these incredible people. Um, and that was a really cool accomplishment and made me feel super validated in what I was doing. So I always um, hold on to that. That was a cool one. That's amazing and well-deserved. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been um, really great to chat with you. And I look forward to um, listening to your other podcasts, all the amazing women that you interview. Thank you. For more information about Boss Ladies, go to www.bossladiespodcast.com. Also check us out on Instagram at Boss Ladies Podcast. Check back soon for another episode of Boss Ladies.